This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dum Dums 2099, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into a futuristic world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Alan Honor System and Declan are flying to the moon. Alan fireballed one mech to death and ate the other's pilot. Honor System massacred the team onto the rocket, and Declan killed a guard captain and used their ID to shut the door. Can our heroes survive the cold darkness of space? Find out next... On Dom Doms and Dragons 2099. Declan, Honor System, and Alan, you find yourselves on the way to the fucking moon. Uh, this is where no dum dum has gone before, and uh, truly is a, a voyage to remember. Uh, you are in the um, the cargo bay of uh, the Cerulean Origin, um, having managed to get on there through last sec- second flamethrower related intervention uh, by Honor System, who managed to torch just a bunch of mid level executives uh, to make sure that that y'all were able to get aboard. Um, this section of the rocket is sealed off. Um, there was enough notice that uh, as to what you were doing. You guys uh, carved a rather uh, uh, blatant uh, path to it. Uh, and as a result, um, uh, the, the people above are aware that something boarded and that something went down. They don't know necessarily that it was you, uh, but they have sealed off the hatch and welded it shut. So you are currently very much trapped in this space um but that's also fine by you because <coughs> the goal is to get up there and and stop uh Jacinda Bezos's um uh greater schemes and and aims uh, on the moon um <clears throat> as a uh, just a, a heads up uh dear listeners and viewers uh I am uh, I'm down with the baby plague right now so you may notice that I'm talking a little quieter and I may not do as many voices uh to my fellow DMs out there Further proof that you don't always have to do voices when you're DMing. You can just do whatever you you, you want to do it or however feels good. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing uh, for, for these next few sessions. So uh, please bear with me, and I will do my best to not just, like, fully choke out midway through a show. So Yay, now to introduce the, the new character, Gargle Throat Kablakablak. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 now um, uh, the the new villains who each speak at a completely different tone on the pitch scale. <laughs> it's We're me, the pitch it's me, crew. It's me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now you have to fight all the Von Traps at the same time in God. space. Um, anyway, so um, you are in the cargo hold, um, and honestly, um, obviously, uh, uh, Declan and Honor System, uh, you guys hang out all the time, sometimes in each other's minds. So this isn't um, the first time you've had to catch up. But since Alan returned uh, to Favor in 2099, this is actually the first chance the three of you have had that's downtime. Um, I will say this isn't particularly restful time, so you can absolutely spend hit dice, that sort of thing, but we're not calling this a, a long rest by any stretch because it is neither that long nor that restful. Oh, I'll be using some hit dice. I can tell Hell you Hell yeah, me too. And I will join oh. in the hit dice. Dude, role. really? One D8 plus one? That's it? Fuck, man. This is brutal. Oh. I like when, when character and player Six. are in, in accord. <laughs> <laughs> well i guess I mean, it's better than nothing <laughs> yeah so as everybody's kind of bandaging themselves up declan looking to say, all right does anybody see any sort of like space suits around because if they figure out how to open a door or blow a hole in the wall the only one who's leaving here is honor system uh, or alan do you have magic you can use that'll keep us inside some sort of atmospheric bubble if we get into space also if this thing takes off, we might all end up pinned to the floor. I don't know how fancy this is. Uh, I will say um, the rocket has taken off. Uh, you're now at, at you were pinned to the floor for a moment or two. We're now um, you're you're now in 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 floating floating, like don't release the ants or the chip space. Oh, sorry, I got really disoriented. I thought I was still pinned to the floor, but now <laughs> I'm clearly floating. As are you, Alan? Can you like summon air? Um. Hang Not on. Not right now, but like if we need it. Um, Alan, as you look that up, um, looking around, um, there are <clears throat> there aren't full uh, like um, uh, Evo suits here for mm -hmm. for proper like spacewalks. Um, but um, there are some emergency masks. Uh, but you can almost think of them as the kind of things that like fall off of uh, come down from um, above uh, your head on an airplane if it depressurizes. Um, so enough that if there was like an emergency you wouldn't immediately die um but certainly nothing so hearty as as what you're you're describing there declan all right well declan will take like two of those for himself and shove one at alan um i just want to so i do have access to Lehman's tiny hut and it does say the atmosphere inside the space is comfortable and dry regardless of the weather outside did that mean no air passes through the barrier please Please make an argument for the vacuum of space being weather. I really want that. <laughs> I'm not saying it's weather. All I'm saying is that there's obviously Lehman's no air exchange. There's no air exchange between. Can, here's the question: Can you suffocate inside Leoman's tiny hut? Like, if you spend the full ten hours, are you dead? It's like a ten foot radius. So yeah, my you have my some understanding time. is it's it's like a little space time bubble um, that that kind of exists outside of uh, things. And given sort of rules as written, I would be inclined to say that you could probably get a solid ten hours of floating to your inevitable demise in Leoben's tiny hut. So just hold your breath for a minute. 
It's casting oh, time. Oh, God. Okay. And we'll be fine. All right. So, Alan, okay. what you're saying is if it gets blown open, we put the masks on. That gives us at least 60 seconds. Then you can build us a tiny hut in space that'll last 10 hours. Correct. Can we shoot out Eight of hours. the little bubble? Eight How hours. Many? Okay, that's an important difference in terms of tactical planning. Can we shoot people outside of the hut from inside the hut? Checks checks her (laughs) mind palace for the correct file. (laughs) Uh, No, the the hut is is very much, uh, uh, as those of us in Overwatch can attest, uh, it's a shield (laughs) that goes up and stops you from getting pew-pew-pewed, but that you yourself may not pew-pew through. Yes, correct. Can... uh, can opponents who want to, say, stab us with a sharp thing come through the hut to stab us? Um, all other creatures and objects are barred from passing through yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's so, a straight up, no. it, it's it's vampire rules. Like, yeah. you, you could be politely invited inside, but otherwise, uh, no bueno. All right, so if we force our way through all these security assholes and we get to Jacinda Bezos, we could... If we can get him for a minute, trap him inside this hut, and then we could kill him B by B over ten hours. Eight. Wait, you can't really Eight tra- hours. you Shit. can't trap people inside the hut. Oh, so he could still people leave from if he inside can can move freely. Alan, <laughs> do you know what? if your tiny hut is cleared for atmospheric reentry? Um, I. I would say yes. I would say it's always comfortable and dry. Okay, that so so here's here's what I'll 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 pitch to you in terms of this being a, an entry, <laughs> uh, an orbital entry. I can't slow it down. That's it. So I'm just, I'm just thinking about the weather. Right, the weather can't impact us on the inside, including the abrasive friction of moving through the atmosphere. Right, right, right. Unfortunately, and unfortunately, momentum. Well, no, 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 because the ground is affected just be by impact. Not if we land in a desert, because that sand is being moved by the air. Sandstorms and solid sand often feel like the same thing. So I'm thinking we just got to <laughs> land in a desert or the ocean, because that's just like rain, but it's settled down. This is how magic works, right? You say words and then I twist them to mean what I want and then they're real. Speaking as a DM, that's usually how magic works. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm not. I I can't guarantee anything, guys. I understand. Uh, so, so okay. So our fallback plan is blow everything up, ride Alan's tiny hut from the moon back to Earth. I would say that's like a literally a last resort. If if we are going to die anyways, then this is me may, may have slightly better odds. Do you know so, how to fly a craft through atmospheric reentry, Alan? No. Okay, I fucking don't. System, do you know how to pilot a craft through atmospheric reentry? I've never done it before, but I could learn. All right, so we're like 50-50 on this. A, I'm hoping we could teach System to fly a, a plane or a space plane. I guess it's... A, are they all a rocket system? I don't know how it works with the naming. This is not a space plane. I don't believe those exist. <laughs> Yeah, but what what do you think it is? Is it a rocket ship automatically because it's in space? This is a rocket. It is propelled by rockets and it has propelled us into space. This is a rocket. All right. So we're hoping to either ride this giant blue rocket back to Earth or find another rocket because Sister's going to teach himself to fly a rocket. Can I ask why, why 
why we're going to the moon? How? Why is this happening? What? Like, yeah. we're so sorry, just to cut in. Um, this is uh, obviously we've got some downtime, so this is a, a chance to get caught up. I do have some questions that I think I'd, I'd like us to, to get to, but in the meantime, yeah, Declan, go ahead, explain why exactly uh, the new new future are going to the moon. Well, I mean, to cut the long story short, we're going there because that's where Jacinda Bezos is. We want to shoot him until he's dead. So, I guess, him, if we kill the suit. And that kills the bees, great. Otherwise, we have to kill all the bees. I don't know the bee-related sentience rules. But uh, Jefferson also created a super weapon that destroyed uh, the stack and the cities and things. And I think it's being re-geared to fire. So we also kind of have to stop this madman on the moon thing. He's also got most of the quality mages. This place is a fucking mess after you left, is the short yeah. answer. Bourbon Sherbert no. tried real hard, but then everyone died. Yeah, no, the, he needs to be stopped. I agree. It's, it's n- enough of a reason for me. Okay, yeah, so that's why we're going to the moon. It's to kill Jacinda Bezos. This is a mission that Declan and I have agreed we are willing to die for, but Alan, I understand if you have other obligations, other things, other people to live for, we will do our best to keep you alive on this mission. Yes, I mean, I need to, I, I need to be taking out people who are wreaking havoc and tearing holes in the universes all right so we're all kind of aligned on this is it so i know well actually i don't so i know i had something removed from my memory that systems got so that's being kept track of in general is there any other extenuating circumstances for anyone on this rocket that you may know like is there someone you spotted at some point you don't want us to just instantly shoot in the face um it seems that my mother equivalent I didn't kill her, right? She's not dead. No. Um, on on this world, uh, she seems to be pretty awful. I have no connection to her. I I, I think you can you can kill her. If, well, see, my problem there is the word think. Because are you a hundred percent? Do you want to like talk th- to her I first? Say, I say I think more because of. Um, the moral philosophies that I grew up with probably are telling my instincts that I should maybe give it a second thought. But the fact is she's not my mother and she seems like quite a, a horrible person. So you're saying that there is some part of you deep down inside that must illogically not want to kill your mom. Yes. But it's okay. illogical. It's, fi- it's fine. No, well, no, no. Like, my, my mother, my mother is great. My mother is not here. Yeah. Okay. Saying, my mother's qu- equivalent is not my mother. I have, a, I have an awkward question for you, Alan. Are you here? Yes. Yes, I'm here. So could I- it be possible <laughs> that that is your mom just in a different outfit? I mean, I, t- I talked to my mom not too long ago. Plus, I've, I've talked to my mom since I saw her last when we were in the stack like i would when i went back to dumb Rune, yeah i saw my talk- real mother yeah but you're, you remember xanthus how xanthus would like hop around and like do things to purposely fuck with you 
Like someone could take your real mom, bring him here, blackmail her to work, put her in a different costume. Then you have me shoot her in the face. And I'm only asking because, have you seen this fucking torso? And he just lifts his shirt up and it's all misshapen metal body. He's like, this is what happened the last time I shot somebody's fucking mom and I didn't think it was cool. And it fucking wasn't, but it was kind okay. of cool from the shooting. I just, I don't want you to turn around and feel like you have to kill me because I shot your real mom when you thought she was your fake mom. Okay, no, I know, I know a test. So, yes, okay, we'll okay, do a test. Okay, this is perfect. Um, and I pull out a tiny whistle and I go, do, 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 and a tiny bird flies out of my cloak. Holy shit. Well, who's this? This is Richard. Uh. <laughs> All right, hello, Richard. Um, my real mom, if she's a good person, will know Richard. If she's a bad, but if she knows Richard and she's, then she's a bad person. And that's my real mom. Wait, so is oh your dear. real mom evil? Is everyone's mom fucking no. evil? No, uh, what I'm saying you is, friends I well think that my, the woman who I think is good, who is my mother, would know Richard. Okay. So, so, if, so if this woman recognizes Richard, then that's my real mom. And then we may need to pause for a sec. I'd, I'd like to skip ahead one more thought, which is, does the bird, Richard, know your mom as well? Uh, yes. Okay, great. <laughs> Maybe we should let Richard make this call because I feel like knowing a bird or being surprised a bird just flew out of someone's shirt may look kind of like the same facial well, expression. she'll know his name. Okay, so the bird pops out and we go, what's his fucking name? And then yes. if she knows, we're good. And if she says Stephen or whatever, I mean, shoot her in the she fucking knows, face. If she knows that it's Richard, then either my mother has is living a double life and that's not quite sure what to do with that, or the woman I saw reunited with was not my real mother. Uh, Wait, so what you're saying is if she, if she, okay, let's fucking break this down even more simply. If she knows the bird's name, shoot her or don't shoot her? Uh, I'd like to question her if she See, I knew you didn't bird. want me to shoot her. I was going to get fucking murdered because I shot your mom. This is good. This is good. We're figuring it out. It's been a while since we've communicated. I apologize. I got a little heated. We Wait, need to take her alive. Unless this is my original mother okay can you describe your mom's sister that someone's different on the planet we got to do like and a, so my a, real mother is actually awful and wouldn't recognize richard oh but then she's been oh dear system can you take over i fucked this up <laughs> i don't have a mother <laughs> that is true but we need you to can, can you help alan figure out Whatever this this problem moved into high level mathematics that I'm not equipped for. I'm the if the bird knows shoot. If the bird doesn't know, don't shoot. Alan, I think has been lost in existential dread and possibility. Mm. I will can see you, what I can do. Thank you, thank you. That'd be appreciated. Alan, yes, honor system. Do you trust the bird to know your mother? Um, Richard? You can also roll a check for this. Uh, yeah. Or if you want. Um, I would. I'd say, <laughs> let's go with a, um, what, uh, 
I forgive me. It's been a hot second. Sure. Um, Mudbutt gifted you with. Did he give you stats as well as ability, or was it just the the berserk? Uh, I believe it was berserk. just the the spell. My spell rage. Spell rage. Okay. Yeah. Let's do. Um, okay. Well, let's let's just do this off. Um, what stat do we want to play off of? This is one of those weird ones where, like, theoretically, we would just use your old character sheet, but since we aren't, mm-hmm. doing that, let's. Uh, well, from forgive me, just pulling up the character sheet. What, oh, what? come on, Tom! What do you have to look up the "Does your bird know your mom's real?" Check. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's right on the sheet, man. I was reading Matt Mercer's notes on good DMing, and he was like, "You always need to be ready for this, always." And I was like, "Okay, Mercer." Yeah, not everyone my- plays at the level you do, and I was like, "Oh shit, everyone does play at this level." Here's my uh, "What does the bird know?" D100 chart. Yeah, I only had what the fox says up and ready, ah, and yeah. it was completely useless. Um, Laura, let's go. Let's go with. Um, um, I'd almost be inclined to say like investigation, <laughs> um, which is really just or like it, it, it's sort of taking the place of, of like history here and just kind of uh, yeah. uh, how does I mean, because the funny thing about little Richard is you've actually spent like little Richard, right? Oh, I was going to say you've spent little time with little Richard, but you've actually had a lot of off camera time. Yeah. Um. So I think this is more a question of like searching what you know to be true of Lil Richard, what you know to be true of uh, your mother as you understand her, um, and and all that. Uh, if if you believe that Lil Richard is up to this task, also not being a full fledged yeah. Richard yet, you know, right? Just on his way. <laughs> all right, <laughs> here we go. Hit it. Hey, that's a twenty four. Um, you are you are fully confident. That little Richard's got this. That he, right. having received training at the, at the hands of Mudbutt, and um, also having like just hung out with them when they were like courting and stuff, uh, yeah. he should have a really good sense of of her. And um, like you also just remember like OG Richard and how how capable he was, and and his his great sacrifice, and kind of the <sighs> not unlike Goblin Junior, just like a, a, a true companion. Um, so you. you you, you suspect that uh, Baby Groot uh, has the same kind of uh, same kind of vibe. Yeah, I look. The, I I think I gotta stop saying. I think Richard's got it. Good, because he'll know. The mother that is on board this rocket could potentially be the extremely powerful mage we encountered in the stack, and we will not necessarily have the time or opportunity to question her before she magically eliminates us. And so we will be counting on things like perhaps an unspoken connection that your bird has or that you have with little Richard. Declan and I have an unspoken communication, subdermal communicator in my encrypted frequency channel, but (laughs) it is still unspoken. It is very helpful in these kinds of situations, making decisions when our opponents do not know what we're thinking. Do you think you have a relationship like that with your bird or with your mother that we can depend on to make a snap decision on whether we should spare or eliminate her? Um, Alan just says, 
give me, just give me two minutes to just clear my head and think on this. And she kind of, I don't know, floats over <laughs> to, to like a, a little nook and just like kind of meditates on it. And on her tries, system does not move. But and his tries, visor has a digital clock <laughs> counting down from two minutes. <laughs> um, and, and I try, I think on why I'm here, why I came back, what's the purpose. And really, my goal is to help repair portals between the worlds and to take out people who have been disturbing everything and tearing up the universe. And I think I decided a while ago that the world would be a better place if all the assholes died. And I think this woman, regardless of who she is, I can come to no other conclusion than the fact that she is one of those assholes. So I kind of grab the walls and kind of push off because this is really awkward to kind of move around and I get myself righted um, and say, if there's a chance to talk, I'll take it. But if getting that chance risks our mission, you can kill her. Understood. And I'll relay that to, to Declan as well. I <laughs> Declan's like, so if the bird gives me the nod, I take the shot? We're leaving this up to Alan. Our default execution is to attack with intent to kill. However, if an opportunity presents itself for a dialogue, Alan would like to consider it. Honor system's got it. All right, that uh, that works for me. <laughs> he just like finishes putting his rifle back together, having just cleaned it, uh, and he's ready to go. But awesome. I feel like I may have other questions, he thinks to himself aloud. He does. He does indeed. Um, <laughs> good, good, good out loud thinking. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now, we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Greetings, loyal citizen of the conglomerata. It is I, your beloved CEO, Grayson Typhus of Typhus Industries, and I am here today to dissuade you from joining a rebellious element that seems to be growing, the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. These hilarious and heartwarming rebel elements are attempting to bring down our dystopian regime, and we simply cannot have that. I'm told that rebels are flocking to this Patreon and joining for as little as $1 a month. That gives them access to other Rebels in a Patreon-only Discord where they can discuss all the things that have happened in the shows. For $5, you can get an ad-free feed, but who would want that? After all, ads are the best part of the show. And at higher levels, you can even create an NPC of your very own and get your name in the closing credits, and that part I can get behind. After all, recognition is great. But you're not a rebel, are you? No, you would much rather be crushed under the boot of industry titans like myself, so carry on with your Patreon free life. Unless, of course, you want these wonderful stories to continue, in which case, me and my regulators will see you soon. So, 
So given um, you've obviously covered a couple of pretty major concerns, the first simply being what happens if they try and vent the space um, and also kind of how you're going to deal with reentry and that sort of thing. Um, you have determined um, that uh, you need to um, take out uh, uh, Tiana Lian. I can never pronounce this. Uh, Leanna Dell, um, the, uh, the administrator uh, once and for all. Um, and obviously you're still going after uh, Jacinda, um, which is of course uh, priority number one. Um, that said, uh, Alan, um, as I said, you have spent a bunch of time off camera. We've gotten to catch up with you a little bit, um, but you haven't really had much of a chance to, to deal with a Declan and Honor system. I think this sort of clear focus of repair the portals and uh, kill the assholes is a pretty solid... I was going to kind of go through what everyone uh, wants in touching base, but it seems like you've all already done that. Um, I think as as you continue to kind of travel through space, um, in uh, and we'll assume, of course, that you're all like making small talk, uh, except for probably on our system throughout this whole time anyway. Um, but the two questions I'd like you each to answer uh, for me as we kind of have our, our final spell of downtime uh, with all of you before, um, you know, shit gets awfully real. Um, one thing you want uh, your your party members to know, um, and what you'd like the future to look like. Um, we've established that the 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 new future has collapsed. Uh, it's become the very thing you hated. Um, Alan, you you had a lot of difficulty leaving this world um, to return to Dumfeyrune, and then had a huge crisis of faith in Dumfeyrune. Uh, when when Butthole died uh, at the hands of the Technocrack and you were unable to assist. So you're now kind of in an odd space where what you'd hoped would change didn't. Um, Alan, in your case, you found new purpose in Dumfeyrune as as uh, Mistress of the Raven Gates. Um, but, you know, here you are in, in the future. But I think particularly for, for Declan and Honor System, this is very much like and you you determined this before you began your assault on on the the, the orbital platform uh, or the, the launch pad rather um this could well be a suicide mission um and you're also attempting to wipe the board clean again um so I'm curious in this new world as you again in in your idle time what you think the future will look like or what kind of future you're aiming for with uh the destruction of of Bezos uh, or Bezos, rather, because Bezos is an entirely separate, for legal reasons, entity. Um, so uh, these don't need to be like hugely long things. I'm just curious to to kind of make sure that all the characters are on the same page, and also just give you all uh, again one one kind of last uh, downtime uh, chat uh, before we launch into literally uh, <laughs> into the assault on the moon. I think Declan would start cleaning his pistol because he's just had a bunch of things, his rifle. Like he's had a bunch of different weapons that have all been fired. So he's got to clean all those while he can. And zero G makes it so much easier because you can just, you can really take it apart, float the pieces around, see all the angles. There's none of that annoying gravity to deal with. Uh, but he'd sub vocalize and be like, I've been doing some thinking system about the future for us. We're not really builders. I don't think like, I don't think we're going to build a brilliant new city or find some, future sort of government we can design and then put into place. We seem to be good at like breaking the bad things. Does that feel right to you? Yes. Yes, it does. So I can kind of see like three ways forward in my head. And if you've got more of them, please feel free to share. I'm not trapped in any of these plans, but I can see us. I mean, 
blowing this fucking giant. I mean, I can, okay, fourth way, we die, we fail, we succeed and also die. That's fine. There's no future after that. We all go to the grand nothing, holding hands, and it's going to be interesting. But we can blow up this fucking thing in the sky and go back down and probably wait for some other evil organization to show up and then fight them and repeat ad nauseum because this world seems kind of fundamentally broken at some level and there's no actually good authority. Or we take over the space laser and you and I sit up here with a mega weapon and we say, figure out some shit that's good. And if you do too much bad, we fucking blast you. And we use the Bezos gun to make sure the world doesn't become a shithole because we'll be in charge. Or we sort this out. Maybe we go with Alan to this world that sounds a lot less broken. I have been experiencing a conundrum or an irregularity. I know that I am 100% committed to the destruction and dismantling of oligarchs and the corporations. And I understand that you and I will die to see that done. I am 100% committed to that. However, and this is the part that I am struggling to reconcile with. I've run a debugging protocol a few times because it does not make mathematical sense. If I am 100% committed to that cause, how can there be an increasing percentage of desire towards abandoning that if it means that you and I get to live together? If it means that we do not die. Well, it sounds like you're approaching a more traditional form of human sentience and that we are all incredible paradoxes. Because, you know, I seem rather casual about death. Okay, let's admit my flaws. I am casual about murder. That's just the thing. It doesn't bother me. I sleep at night. It's not a problem. I've but always the idea, thought of that as one of your finest qualities. <laughs> and this is why we are meant to be together, my friend. But I accept death as part of the equation. But you may have noticed that I fight like all fucking hell to not die right up till the end. Yes. I've had to deal with mortality for a long time. Because there's no world where I keep functioning forever. There's only so many parts you can put back inside the Declan before the core unit, we could say, my processor, just shits out from old age and I, I don't know, forget who I am or get shot or I just go. But you don't have that mortality deep in the core of you. However, if you're dealing with me and this relationship is, is key to you, then you are dealing with mortality. It's just mine. Because you can go forever. But I can't. Which means there is an end to this relationship. And I know time is an eternity, but also a second is an eternity for you. So it's different. I don't know if this is making any fucking sense. I'm just trying to sort this out out loud. Does, is any of this making sense to you? Finishing this and going with you and Alan to a new place makes sense to me. 
Okay, we can do that. Now, I know you've got a secret that I need to trust you on. Yes. Does that fuck with any of this? Yes, it does. Fucking shit. And if you tell me, it defeats the purpose, and the person who told you not to tell me is me. But that means I I've got to trust... You, I can tell you after this is done. And then we can deliberate on what's to be done at that point. Okay, okay, I can trust you. If you got to make a call on it before, clearly I trust you. Trust you with my life, my soul, and apparently my fucking brain and memories. So... We do this, and then we hopefully go with Alan. Now we've got to the point where we might need to ask Alan about this. Uh. <laughs> and he's like, do you want to ask or should I? Who do you think Alan likes more? I don't really know how to measure that. Alan, okay. which one <laughs> of us do you like more? Um... It, it's challenging to say. I've honestly not really given it much thought. Yes, I, I came to the same conclusion. If we are successful in eliminating Jeffson to Be Bezos and toppling what is arguably the final oligarchy, would we be welcome to join you in this dumb Faerun you speak of? Uh, well, I mean, here's the problem. Like, part of the instability that's going on is, you know, the movement of people between universes that shouldn't be moving. Uh, I, I, I mean, don't, don't you belong here? We don't seem to belong anywhere in this world. We just break things and can't put them back together. And we're breaking the last thing that seems cool to break. Well, that's, I mean, we kind of thought we were breaking the last thing the last time, right? Yeah, but see, what I'm realizing is this is a never-ending cycle. There's right. no one virtuous here to build a good thing. Even you didn't want to stick around and build a good thing here. You're like arguably the most powerful person we know. Instead, we got the idiot robot who left wizards in the woods until they followed us, and I think they all died. <laughs> There's no good person. The best person we could get was you pretending to be a drunken train wreck, and she seemed better than everyone else we murdered over that stretch of time. Surely, but surely if space was made for other people like would you follow me this anywhere can't be a world full of people no listen there this can't be a world full of people that are all aligned with what's been going on here i mean if if you two are against it surely there are other people yeah most of them i think shot each other in the face in a series of betrayals immediately behind us here's the thing we we aren't we aren't fixers we're not going to start a political movement. I mean, you barely listen to me in combat, and it's the one thing I know how to do. We we have allies who team up with us to kill other people, and then based on our history, betray us or exit or get killed. 
And I would just like to to set the, the table evenly and hope that maybe, you know, a good person can win out. But according to my code, and I've run the fucking numbers, if you try to be in charge, I'm okay with shooting you because you're probably fucking wrong. And I know that means it's a problem with me, but uh, I don't have access to therapy here. I have access to a series of handguns. The thing about being paranoid is you're not paranoid if you're always fucking right. And if I go somewhere else, I'll be wrong some of the time. And I can do right, maybe. Or we can just go live on a fucking farm and grow fucking food and no one will send a mega corporation to kill me in a way that i got to hide my secrets inside my husband's fucking head. That sounds lovely. Can you help us retire? You know, I mean, sure. But just so you know, it's a very different world. There's nothing to help repair you in like the technological sense that you understand here. And the magic it's we have- a very different world is possibly the most appealing thing you could say about the world you come from. All right, but if it's causing instability, I'm gonna have to boot you back. I understand. Well, let's, do you know what? Let's just say before we agree to immediately boot us back, maybe give us an opportunity to help you solve the instability. Because I think Xanthus has done what a fucking shitload of people and you'll do like two. And I will do enough work to undo those two if you need it. Look, if you're willing to go to other worlds and like kill the people responsible for this whole mess that we're in, the whole mess that the universes are in, then I think any minor instability of you two going between the worlds will be far outweighed by the benefits, in my opinion. Okay, so we're going from retirement to like a hitman through space and time contract. But until you know who it is, can we retire? Um, then you can show up in the woods I at mean, our farm and Xanthus. say, Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's retirement maybe one more contract system. Do you think that's doable? Yes, I do. And with that, the rocket uh, begins to tremble and shudder. You can hear um, a series of uh, announcements that are muted uh, above you in the uh, the upper chamber of, of the ship. Um, and you can feel um, uh, sort of uh, uh, the, the entire chamber even kind of rumbles a bit. Um, and you can hear clamps beginning to loosen on the outside. Um you have limited access to um, the rest of the computer systems from here, but there may be some ways to at least hack into the um, uh, the comm system uh, if you want to attempt to do that, Declan. Hmm. All right, I can get us access to the comm system, but I don't know. I don't know who 
We can talk to her. We can threaten. System, I've got this thing plugged in. Can you see if there's anybody we fucking know on this thing? I can. May I also suggest hacking comm system for the purposes of eavesdropping, Declan? Oh, fuck. That's a lot smarter than what I was thinking about, like making an announcement, being like, this is your captain speaking. I'm here to fucking kill you. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'd like, I'll do eavesdropping and you can look at a, a manifest. Alan, do you have any other smart ideas? Because I'm a fucking idiot today. <laughs> I got all emotional about a farm. Who am I? Uh, nah. I mean, you know me. I'm kind of useless with the technology stuff. All right, then you meditate and do whatever gives you extra powers, and we'll uh, check in here. All right, so um, Ryan, you want to go ahead and roll a uh, one of your hacking checks? I believe that is robotics. Uh, actually, hacking exists as its own thing. So, oh shit! See, here I was, just so busy looking for the uh, interpret bird skill that I, uh, <laughs> I missed that entirely. So, yeah, uh, go ahead and give me a hacking check, please. And again, this is to uh, eavesdrop. Um, there's no like open mic or anything you can grab, but uh, you might be able to hear what what is being said above. Perfect. And I made a note that I have advantage on my next hack. So I'll, I'll cash that in because this is the next one. And thank God for that, because the first die was a two. Uh, this is a 21. Holy shit. All right. So so it's slightly different than, than a two, just like by degrees. Um, it was a 10. <laughs> I'm, good, I'm good at hacking. Fair enough. Um, all right. So um, using your your heavily modded um, uh, hacking board, uh, you slice in um, <laughs> as as you do, um, and uh, immediately the um, the speaker system crackles to life because they literally just cut off communications. This it's not like they were able to physically remove any of the systems that were built in. Um, but uh, you hear kind of one of those overly polite um, intercom voices. Uh, just sort of uh, announcing, everyone, please return to your seats and secure your beverages and refreshments. Uh, Re-entry to begin momentarily. Please stand by for release of the booster section. Uh, and that message just plays like over and over and over again, um, interspersed with like uh, hold music that only only runs for like the first verse and a half and then resets as soon as the voice comes on and then just runs for the first, you know, verse and a half. Um, but uh, it's clear that um, you are, you are arriving at the moon and uh, they are going to uh, release the dead weight based on what you're hearing. Uh, and the fact that they know you're down here, uh, smart odds are that uh, that means you, um, the entire space is now trembling around you um, as uh, docking clamps uh, release. What do you do? All right. Does anybody have an obvious way through that fucking door up there? Honor system draws his sword. <laughs> well, let's fucking gun wait. it. Wait. Just wait. Is there like a vent or anything? Uh, there's not. It, it's a fully sealed off. Uh, this, oh, it, you get mind. the sense that this entire ship has been segmented such that uh, if anything goes wrong with any section of it, they can just drop it um, mm. as as needed. Um, aside from the the penis shaped head of the rocket, which is where all the the <laughs> VIPs hang out, um, you know, it's, it's the hardiest piece. Um, uh, that said, um, you don't know what the roof of this chamber is going to be in a few moments. 
uh, if it is if it is released, because given that everything above you is fully sealed off, it would seem that is going to become the uh, the bottom of the rocket. Uh, so you know, if you want to build a hut, now might be the time to build a hut. Um, uh, honor system. If you want to swing at the the, the roof to try and kind of like um, get up and through that, um, you can try that. Uh, I think we'll go with a a strength save. I would say hacking. <laughs> But I don't want to necessarily expose everyone to the, the to, to space by mm. by cutting this thing open. But is there a a door that is sealed, perhaps that I can begin to wedge open with the blade and then work my fingers what? into and try and open? The hatch above you was welded shut um, after right. the last executive escaped up it. Okay. So yeah, but, unfortunately, it's not like a a level. So the roof actually in. does lead further into the ship. I can open the door that we we came. If, if we're thinking we're just going out in the atmosphere, I should be able to use the thing that I hacked to close the door behind us to open the side door and we could go out that. If the two of us get in a hut and we tie a rope to System, System, could you drag us through space and get us to where we need to go? Does the rope go through the fucking hut? Alan? Uh, uh, for the record, the the rocket booster will is not being like ejected into into the vastness of space. It'll it'll be released in in atmosphere. So like you can if you want to ride the rocket down, you can do that in the hut, or you can jettison the hut and float through space. Oh, so it's being detached, but if we stay here, we are going to land on the moon as well, just not as comfortably. Look, y'all are going to the moon one way or the other. It. <laughs> it just okay. depends oh, on how oh, much of you makes it there. I thought the rocket boosters were going to re-enter Earth. That's like, what I just, thought, No, no, too. no, sorry. Oh. They are, we are arriving <laughs> at the moon. <laughs> okay. We've been talking for a long time. Right. Um, not enough. So we're, we're going so unlike, unlike an, an Earth rocket that would just ditch the boosters as soon as it hits yeah. space, these boosters were always meant to stay on board the ship. They just know they've got stowaways, and this is a very delicate mission. So they're mm-hmm. just dropping the back end off um, now that they've used... Like now that they're close enough to be pulled in by like to make Moonfall, they they don't need this anymore, so they're just gonna ditch it. The hope would be that they could honestly just turn this thing around and fly home, but again, there's okay. there's stowaways. So knowing that the best thing to do is still get further into the rocket. Because it's it's got all the targets that we're looking for in there and everything like that. And as I understand, the hatch above us leads further into the the ship. Is that That's right? That's correct. Yep. Okay. Then I can try and work that with the sword. Great. You do that. We've got our face masks. I'm going to hover over Alan, I guess, to slap that face mask on if we need our hut so she can yeah. hut it. And then if the atmosphere starts venting, just leave the sword in the hole. We'll put the shit on our faces and then we can just climb out into space or whatever and you could drag us around by a rope. Does that make sense, system? Yes, it does. All right. So, Alan, start hutting. Hut, hut, build a fucking hut. And Alan just starts muttering, drawing like weird freaking symbols in the air and stuff. And, and slow, slowly this shimmery kind of barrier around you starts to appear. All right. And I think right. you mentioned this was a strength. Oh, it's going to make a strength save depending on what you want to do. Down. This sounds like an attack, more of an attack roll if you're trying to okay. like hack your way up into the next, the yeah, next chamber. Yeah, it is to use the sword, yeah, to, to breach the, the sealed... Um, okay. Hatch. Yeah. So go ahead with an attack, please. You can take two because I think you you do that. I do have fun. extra attack. Yes. And I think I even have way of the blade, which gives me a third one in place of a bonus action. So I'll make three attacks if that's okay. Am I rolling to hit, or am I just trying to do damage because it's a stationary thing? 
Um, let's roll to hit. Um, okay. just for my brand and the stats yep. on the on the roof, please. First roll is a twenty nine, then a twelve, then a twenty five. Okay, so we're gonna say um, the twelve misses. Not that you miss, but that it you know there's like. I don't know, fucking support beam or some shit. Uh, sure. that, that, I'm the, just the not getting stuff. through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the other ones will. So go ahead and roll your damage, please, as you, you begin to, to slash Legion through the. Uh, okay. Through it. Please excuse me while I build this dice pool. It's been a minute. <laughs> uh, 2d8 plus 7, and I'm doing that twice. So the first one is a 7 plus 7, 14. Nice. And then a nine plus seven, 16. All right. So 14, so, 16. I think you, you managed to um, uh, kind of like carve uh, on the, the second strike through. Um, you managed to pierce it slightly. This thing is thick. Like this isn't a, um, this isn't a Titanic situation, uh, but it's also kind of a Titanic situation. Um, as you start to hack your way through, there's a lot of metal between it. Um, obviously, to be able to separate it, if this became the bottom, it would have to be kind of hardy. That said, you know that uh, all the VIPs are riding up in the head of the dick. Uh, so yep. clearly, they've kind of stacked backwards in a Snowpiercer way to kind <laughs> of most important to least important. So um, sure enough, you've managed to kind of slice through um, and, uh, as you do from the other side, you just hear, oh shit, they made it through. Um, and immediately, uh, just a hail of gunfire opens up. Um, however, you cut through with a katana, so it's not a particularly mm -hmm. big slash. And so the screams, not unlike the ones you can hear in my background, uh, begin rather quickly <laughs> as, um, uh, laser rounds begin bouncing around the small cabin uh, as people try and shoot through a tiny, uh, tiny uh, bolt hole. Um, so you can hear people yelling to stop. You can hear people saying like, uh, "Maintain the fire." Um, the the slash is beginning to glow red um, in kind of that molten way that like lightsabers through heavy metal do as they're firing. Um, honor system, uh, you can try again uh, with advantage because now they're like actively weakening it. However, the one warning I will give you is that by doing so, you do open, you run the risk of opening it large enough that um, fire will begin to pour through, like right. that these laser rounds will actually make it through. Uh, Honor System will prepare to strike, but we'll also say out loud to you two, um, there's heavy resistance on the other side of this hatch. Alan, uh, you're going to just have to nod because keep doing whatever magic you're doing. There's zero gravity here. If I slide you out of the line of fire without you touching anything, is that going to fuck with your shit? I mean, I'm just nod. You don't just say your spells. You don't just nod up or down. Nod, nods vigorously. <laughs> I'm like building this hut in one place, you know? <laughs> okay, fucking shit. We can't move Alan. Uh, system, do you think if we shove a grenade through a hole, it'll blow the atmosphere? It, it might. Nah, fuck it. I got masks. Uh, he's just gonna hand you uh, a Mark II frag grenade and say, "If you're opening it up, just toss this fucker right through there. Don't make too big a hole, and then we'll put masks on." Thank you. I will. It just pulls the pin and shoves it through. If the hole is big enough. If not, I will. I will make it big enough. Oh no! Uh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I really want to stall this cool moment so we can have some more slashing stationary metal action. Um, so yeah, just I, I think like um, on the other side, 
a bunch of uh, high mid-level uh, execs are like strapped in um, kind of in that way that you often see in in uh, uh, generally kind of like they're my kind of movies, but like the the, the bullshit special forces where they all just have their little crash seats and it's just like two lines of them. And usually one of them has like a photo out of their kid and like <laughs> another one's like overly excited about the killing. And then there's our character who doesn't really know how to feel, but like they'll figure it out. It's kind of like those rows, but if everyone was wearing like one of the, the, the suits that's kind of back in fashion, um, as we established, like, uh, dumb or 2099 favorite rune has, has been, been kind of a hard place so they're really wearing whatever was the most expensive thing they had pre-collapse um uh none of you can see this but for for us as kind of the the audience to this this moment um it really does look a little bit like um what sometimes happens in like good vampire fiction where like they all show up wearing the fanciest thing from their own time period or from like a pre- Russian Revolution, if like everyone showed up wearing like what they would wear to one of the czar's balls, it's just like a really odd assortment of of clothes that they're assuming in their new world will will be uh, important. A bunch of them are being shot right now as uh, laser rounds uh, just kind of blast off and around. The escrow is not, um, or sorry, not uh, the escrow. The the other guys, the um, syndicate. The syndicate is under yeah. Uh, Synergy Core is is under like very clear orders and like as you remember the regulators were fucking like badasses they they trucked none of this nonsense uh they're also wearing armor so as the blast ricochet occasionally they're getting you know pinged but it's a little bit like mandalorians just kind of like taking blaster Mm -hmm. fire and not giving a shit um whereas the people around them are again realizing that even though they were one step up the pecking order from the people who got left on the ramp that pecking order is real long, uh, and in this particular pecker's pecking order, they are low. Um, so uh, as this is happening, they're just like you know funneling fire in, um, and then suddenly the the metal bulges um, and almost warps into forms a bit. And um, one of them kind of like holds up a, a, a fist um, and kind of like you know behind his helmet um, narrows his eyes uh, as an odd um, sort of like round object just kind of pushes through this kind of molten metallic membrane and then just drifts in. Um, and uh, he has enough time to say, oh, f- before the uh, the blast and um, a, a massive eruption of fire just tears through this small chamber. One segment back, um, uh, immediately uh, isolation protocols begin a bunch, just like a ring of, think kind of like almost 2001 Space Odyssey, like a ring of fire suppressant just starts spraying into the explosion um, as the uh, the door slams shut, um, but still obviously some blast got through. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, like a, a submarine that's fallen to too deep a depth, um, the entire uh, space with kind of an explosion going off in pressurized space crumples. And twists, uh, and suddenly the the bottom half of Cerulean Origin is uh, ripped uh, asunder, um, and begins spiraling, pinwheeling out of control into uh, Moonfall atmosphere. Um, as the uh, the top portion that has ripped in half, like a tin can that's been twisted, um, uh, the sort of segment that was detaching truly begins to fall away. And Declan, you slam a mask on Alan, you slam a mask on yourself. Um, an honor system, you float kind of 
a little ways down and in, and all of you get your first real glimpse of the moon spinning past you as you, you fall from orbit. Um, and from the, the planet, of course, uh, the moon is, is a um, sort of a, a small but beautiful, unknowable shape in the sky. Um, from here, though, you can see that it's, it's much changed, that it's dotted um, with small, um, almost scab blisters uh, of um, structures that have been built, an interconnecting weave of habitats. Um, you can see a, a massive citadel um, <clears throat> spiking into the sky. Um, if uh, if you remember the opening of Battlestar Galactica, it always opened with like a panning shot across the water of Caprica. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that sort of thing, just like a beautiful, almost like uh, almost a cathedral style futuristic citadel um, with a massive um, uh, uh, sort of like honeycombed, definitely uh, non trademarked smile um, that seems to just be kind of like a smile made of honeycombs uh, across the the front of it. Just a, a massive corporate logo uh, floating in space. Um, you also see a. Uh, a, a just a, a blemish, um, a, a blasphemy, almost on the face of, of the uh, of the moon. Um, it would seem that the the planet itself uh, has been gutted, uh, and there is a, a massive um, circular. Well, I mean, who am I kidding? It's a honeycomb shaped um, uh, gap that has been carved uh, into the surface itself, um, and you can see sort of a, a bunch of small vehicles flitting in and out of it, large rails. You can't quite see what it is because you're spinning through space. Um, visually for us, uh, think uh, Starkiller Base if it didn't have like the big strip around it in um, uh, Force Awakens. Um, but they've built something massive here. You, of course, also see um, the orbital weapon, the Zeus Cannon, floating nearby, uh, which does very much look like a giant satellite gun from literally any movie that's ever had a satellite gun. Um, lots of cool solar panels, big ass cannon. Um, but, uh, it's clear that, um, uh, Amazon's operations here go far beyond, um, what you expected. This is, this is not new. This, this is the final phase of a project, not the breaking ground, uh, that you thought perhaps it would be. Um, and all this information is useful context for you and it's useful context for us as an audience. Uh, but none of it really matters uh, in the immediate sense uh, so much as the mage who is rapidly um, running her hands through the air, drawing upon the strange mystical currents of this foreign universe as she desperately tries to finish a tiny hut before you explode on the face of the moon. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons 2099 features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. The system we're playing is Carbon 2185, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are Core Collapse and Sanctuary of the Sky Gods by Nathaniel Yverne, and our ad music is No Control and 
Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Now I'm off to do future things before we return for the next episode of Dum Dums and Dragons 2099. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you into the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imagining. Our story begins with two erstwhile companions on a long and winding road. They think they are fleeing danger, but greater horror awaits them when they arrive. For they are not just running away from mortal danger, but towards the Mythos Mysteries. Whoever you are, we're not scared of you. You hear a voice from inside that says, Please, help. I'm inside the dresser, help. Now I need you to listen to my very explicit instructions here, Adrian. Okay. Please ready your punching fists. Yeah, it's, they're always ready. Now I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to open the door. Okay. And we're going to look inside the dresser. What if we don't? Could we not? <laughs> I need you to be brave for me. Okay. You were always very brave. I, okay. Okay. So we're going to open the door and you're going to look in the dresser. And yes. then what? And then if I tell you to. Yep. We're going to punch it. The dresser? <laughs> <laughs> You said I had to be very, you said explicit. If there is someone in the dresser. I'm punching. We're going to punch him. What if it's a ghost? Well, then we're going to have ourselves a fun time. So, like a party? <laughs> like a birthday party. Okay, so we'll do some dancing and there will be a cake. Hopefully the yes. ghost brought it. Yes. Okay, I can do this. Okay. I'm going to open the door now. <laughs> okay. I'm going to open the door. You open the door and the dresser is... Back upright, all the drawers are back inside, but now it is next to the window, and the bed is in a different corner. Of course it is. And the blood is pooling on the floor instead of the ceiling. It's dripping up. The Mythos Mysteries. Episodes are available now. 